doing, Elijah? Boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, 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 boom. Uh, I'm good. That's four words already. Keep me track. <laughs> 68, here we go. Should I get my clicker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the clicker. Your Costco no, clicker? No, you get the counter that they have. They, they, they had a giant whenever somebody was walking on their phone. Slow down, you're at 20 already. <laughs> Save your Slow down, you're halfway there. Yeah, you're only at 20 words. Are you guys ready to start the show? Uh, no. No? Oh, did we post the video? Yes, I'm ready now. Okay. I'm ready. Are you sure? Uh Uh-huh. No, hang on. Okay. Yes. No. You guys ready? Wait, what? Where? What? Show. Tonight. Tonight? I thought we started a podcast. Oh, oh. All time. Just the five of us. It's time for another episode of the Prodigal Sons Podcast, show number 63. Topic, faith like Daniel. I want to introduce you to our wonderful cast of characters. So, I'm going to call them out and they can say hi to you. Hi, Sean Conroy. Hey, how are you? Hi, Elijah Griffin. Tom Rivera. Raising the roof. What did you just do? Raising the roof. Raising. How old are you? That was on fleet. They don't. They don't live. They don't. He's. This is Captain on fleet. They don't. They don't raise the roof. <laughs> I am your fifth favorite host, David Duncan. What's up? We got our producer Sarah. Hello. Our assistant producer, Little E. Hello. Oh. We have our second assistant producer, Andres. Back from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could take a video of you right now. On camera I'm pretty sure he's half asleep in the corner right now, but if if, if we need him, he's yeah. Yeah, he's And our special guest, special studio guest this week, live in person, author of the book, My Favorite Child, his name is David. We have my mommy. Hi, Hi mommy. Hi. <laughs> So, my mom, just so you know, she's kind of an attention seeker, and she's been bugging me since we started this podcast. She said, every week, can I go on the podcast? Can I go on the podcast? And so, finally, this week, I was all out of excuses, and my mom's here. Is that, that's about how it went, right? Not at all. No. I've already spoken to her. We're in, we're in discussions for whose contract stays and who's going to support me. So, yeah. Am I, am I going to... Oh, this is like a tryout episode. We'll see how you do. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was contract. It's kind of like throwing you to the lines. This is, uh, hey, yeah. guys. Oh. oh. I like that. That's on fleet, Captain. He's Captain. Hey, listen, guys. If you like this podcast, if you like, like what we talk about, if we make you laugh, if we make you cry, if you hate us, whatever, uh, we don't really care how you feel about us. Just hit the like button, okay? Share it with somebody. Whether it's a friend, an enemy, a friend of me, whatever. Just share the share the podcast. We we need Oh, and the sponsor. How can I forget the sponsor? Frenemy? No, sponsor. Because frenemy, I've never heard that word. You've never heard of frenemy? No, I've never you heard that. You thought he said word. friend and me. No, I knew he said frenemy, I just I never heard that word. Wow. Yeah. Have you heard that word, Louis? I have not. Thank you. 
I'm glad she's here. You're still raising the roof, so that explains a lot. <laughs> I think he's pushing people away from him. <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Oxygen. It's colorless, odorless, and tasteless, but it's always in style. Oxygen. Yeah. Always in supply. Man, we really need a sponsor. It's always in supply. Elijah, like how's it, how's it going band. out there? Can we get a sponsor? I, I did not like the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 1953, Dave. Yep, you know, it's... You might as well be the Sam Wild guy. Can we get the ShamWow guy? I mean, I take anything. We, we get a sponsor. We can't. We can't. Can we even say ShamWow? We're going to get sued. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Lawyers call. Oh, the ShamWow. ShamWow. All right. So it's time to get to know our special studio guest. Mommy. Can I call you Mommy? If you must. Is that what you usually call her, Mommy? No. Oh, okay. No. I just thought I'd Have you even told them her name? Or just they oh. just... This is, this is mommy. This is mommy. Everybody oh, mommy. Calls her mommy. Mommy Duncan. This yes. is this is Lois Duncan. Lois. And oh boy. Uh oh. Why'd you move? She, she was fine. No, she wasn't close enough to the mic. Uh, we're we're doing an episode on faith, and we were like, we should get somebody old and wise from the church. Yeah, I did it. Wise and old. Oh man, we got. I'm trying to get hit right now. Is what yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, or she's gonna walk out in tears. <laughs> yeah, right. like, what are you doing? No, it's going to step on your body. Actually. Got the water calling again. <laughs> so, no, we uh, we wanted somebody from our church who's been around, has a lot of wisdom to talk about faith and uh, a lot of life experience, living uh, Christian walk. So, uh, it was just unanimous when we were doing the production meeting who it was going to be. The only thing was when we told the special guest that she was the special guest, she said no, but I got her. <laughs> Actually, my wife got her. She said, you should pray about it. <laughs> so here she is. Okay. Get to know you questions. What is your favorite ice cream? Oh, it would probably be something with chocolates and nuts. Chocolates and nuts. Like Snickers. Moose tracks. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> Who is your hero? Well, my hero's God. He is awesome. By the way, Tom loves my mom. Love her so much. <laughs> Tom is I'm so like starstruck right, right now. now. <laughs> so, did you get that autograph for a week before? No, I'm going to ask her that when we're not here. Okay, I'm sure she has no idea. What is your favorite book to read? The Bible. The Bible. It is. And, and what book of the Bible are you reading right now? I have been reading a lot in Psalms lately. Oh, no. Psalm 23 is my favorite. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. They just read that at, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is the best gift you've ever been given? Um, I would say from God, the gift of faith. Amen, look at that. He has given me strong faith and built it up. I can't even tell you how he's done it, but he has. Yeah, that's interesting. That's gonna. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about later. So, nice, cool. It's like it's like. Anyway, okay. The next two questions I just want you to answer, just without thinking about. It, okay, what is your favorite? I'll just give you a couple of questions, and the way this works is you don't even think about it; you just answer. Okay, what is your favorite season of the year? Spring. What is your favorite color? Blue. Who's your least favorite child? 
<laughs> oh, but there is one. Did you hear that? She yeah. said she didn't say there isn't one. I just said I'm not saying there's no <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's all I got. So, welcome to the show. We're really glad you could be here for this episode. Thank you. What do you guys want to do? Well, I mean, Tom's got a news catch? story. See that catch? Do the game first. We can change the news story for after the game. Okay, sounds we're good. We're not really sure how long that game will take, so we might not have time for the news story. All right, Sarah, why the don't game? you tell us about this new game that we might okay. be doing? Every so once there a is a um, very not church appropriate game called Cards Against Humanity. This is the church appropriate version of it. It's a bit like Mad Libs. <clears throat> I give you a fill in the blank, and the guys have each been given cards. And they get to read out their cards clearly, and I get to choose which card wins my magic. And these are all kind of sassy, fun, uh, church-related things. So we are going to do the first card. I'm excited about this. Me too. I'm very excited. Too. <laughs> I can't wait to see this works out. I played the I'm, other. I'm really scared of how really this is going to work out. Hey, baby, I'm like. Do you think God would change his mind about blank? So each of you pick a card. <laughs> and after you've picked a card, we'll go around and read. Because we have to do this for radio. Do you think God would change his mind about blank? Which, which way are we going to start? We'll start over there. Well, let's we'll snake, start. We'll snake draft it. Tommy, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just reading them. See, if someone can go. I think God would change his mind about my judgmental soul. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I, I think God would change his mind about taking up an offering to buy a jet. <laughs> you know I think, what? I think he would change his mind on that one. You know what? I, think, I feel really bad for going to pick that. I think God would change his mind for forgetting my passport on the mission trip. To ride in the jet. Wow, that's what yours says? Can I skip this question to show this card? Nope, you gotta do it. Taking Christ out of Christmas. Ooh. You think he would change his mind on that? Yeah, see, I'm not really sure what it means when it says God changed Because I'm thinking the opposite of what my card says. Hey, Peter, it's me, Sean. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, next question. Join our church softball league. It's regular softball, but with... Blank. <laughs> I like this one. Catholicism. <laughs> this is good. Grossly, grossly overeating. Nice. Yeah. Join our church softball league. It's regular softball, but with commitment issues. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, oh man, I got, I got the kids this weekend. <laughs> like everything else in church. Yeah, I'll do that. Except no. <laughs> Well, because I'm on the team speaking in tongues. <laughs> that's not tongues. <laughs> well, that's just we're being polite. Yeah. For the sake of the audience. That's how the Houston Astros one. Right. <laughs> I've been preaching about speaking in tongues. So Yeah, you're just, just trying to get all kind of hatred at you, huh? Okay. Just trying to God brought me to this church. Go ahead. Blank. This is how I fight my battles. We gotta sing the answer. Oh, so we, ours goes first before yes. that. Blank, this is how I fight my battles. 
Attempting to read the Bible in a year, but stopping at day five. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to reuse one. My judgmental soul is how I fight my battles. Mine don't make sense, that's the thing. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Getting free stuff on your first visit to church. That's how you fight your battles. That's how I fight my battles. Go to a different church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the question? This is how I fight my battles. But it comes before, it's the blank before. By destroying heresy in the Facebook comments. That's awesome. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Okay, we're going to do one more. This is good. I like this one. Good, I'm glad. I wanted to find something new. Fast game. We should do two more. Two more. Yeah. Okay. Can't what wait. I'm really thinking about during the sermon. <laughs> I can't use these. Yeah, I can't use This is horrible. <laughs> I I'm going to put uh, stained glass windows. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, that's not that's bad. A good one. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've, I've drifted off to the stained glass windows. I mean, it's before. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. What was that question? <laughs> what I'm really thinking about during the sermon. Using oh, using that verse in Leviticus to prove that tattoos are sin. <laughs> <laughs> he sits right behind Sean, so yeah, that's what he's thinking. That's about. what I wanted to say before. <laughs> so it's like I keep my hands up. You can see him in the back. <laughs> Having the characteristics of a cult <laughs> is what you're really thinking about during the sermon. <laughs> Napping during the sermon is oh, what I'm really oh, yeah. Well, no kidding. That's, 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 that's what you do. That's a physical activity. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Tom said two more, so we can know. Okay, know okay. Tom said two more. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. I consider blank to be a deep spiritual experience. Seeing my pastor in public. Ooh. That's like going to church all over again. It's the worst thing in the world. What are you talking about? I consider walking into church late with my $8 latte to be a deep Spiritual. That can't be on that card. That's perfect. That cannot be on that card. <laughs> that is you. My latte is only about four fifty. I know. I, I'm I sure. No, no, I'm the one with the eight dollar latte. Okay. <laughs> Plain only hints. Ooh. You do that too. Yeah, I can relate to that one. Since it's our topic, the Daniel fast. Nice. Oh, nice. Way to close it out. Oh, Look at that. Great that way to close it out. Very nice. Very nice. That's a Good four job, game. Guys. That was cool. That was cool. But I just have one question. Why don't we do roll with this card? She don't want. I, I asked her. And she was looking on with mine. Uh, she was sharing. She would have, you know what the problem is with my mom? She would have tried to be too serious about it. Because there was one on there that said, like, visiting people in the hospital. That would have been her answer for everything. She just held up. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> So my mom had uh, a severe disability in uh, the middle of her life, which was she had three children who all have a lot of attitude, snarkiness, and uh, we're all like, uh, how would you describe us? You're all crazy. Yeah. You're all crazy. And, and she, she tries to be like the voice of reason and fairness, and we're all just all kinds of attitude and stuff. So that game, she'd be like, she'd be like this, isn't, this isn't right. This isn't right. Too straight laced. Yeah. And that's what I love about her. So, that was her burden that, that God gave her to bear. Literally. There's three kids with a lot of attitude. He never gives us more than we can handle. 
<laughs> Good one. I say that every day. Well, do we do we have a news story today? We don't. We don't have a news story. We don't. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. That's no. weird. Except. Oh. Except. Is there was there something that came in? For break, a whole bunch news? of bears crashed a high school party. And that one? Yeah, that sounds like yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently, a high school party in Tennessee last weekend got a little wilder. After a crew of black bears showed up, right? They just started swimming in the pool. Intense. And apparently they didn't see the sign that said no horse playing because they were horse playing all around. No, they were bear playing. But, but, but they didn't do anything, playing. you know? They, they were friendly and then they took off. No one got injured and uh, it was a happy story. There's actually pictures of the bears swimming. How, how do we... Okay, so here's my thing. In this in this day and age, like, how do we know that the bears weren't graduating as well? And maybe they just <laughs> wanted to come to the party. Maybe they weren't invited, but they, they have feelings too. I mean... They look. They took pictures of them, so I think they, they oh, the knew they were taking, coming. The bears were taking selfies. They were yeah. taking selfies. They yeah. set up the cameras and yeah, they, 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 oh, they put yeah. it on TikTok. Yeah, they put it on a delay, so like three seconds. I mean, they got YouTube videos of them and everything. So, but a friend of bears. I think yeah. you're gonna be on Jimmy Fallon next week. <laughs> 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 he takes anybody on the dancing, the dancing bears. That's it, man. That's it. There's not much going on out there, but bears. So I had a mysterious illness for the last... You can probably hear it in my voice. Yeah. yeah, I feel good right now, but the voice hasn't come back yet. This mysterious, like, really, really nasty cold for like eight days. Went in, got a COVID test. It wasn't COVID. But what I'm wondering is, I, during that illness, I lost like over a pound a day. And I was starting to wonder... How to get the illness back? Well, I was starting to wonder, it was weird, because I saw Tom the morning that I wasn't feeling good, and he made me breakfast. Like, that's the day that it started, Like, and then around lunchtime, I started Anything getting sick. Anything that starts with Tom made me some sort of food, you already know it's a lie, because I don't cook. Well, that's not what he said when he was cooking me breakfast. Maybe that's why you got sick, because Tom cooked yeah. breakfast. Wasn't that I was trying to poison you, Dave? I was just trying to show you love. I just think it might have been that Tom knows that Sean's in the lead in the Biggest Loser contest. And was trying to give me a little motivation, which I mean, thank you. And how do I get it back? Yeah, yeah. the illness. Do you have another vial? I do. I got a little pill for you to take after this. All right, pill. Is vitamins? It'll be out for another eight days. So that's another eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's really trying to save his hair. Did the uh, coffee taste like antifreeze? It was sweet. Nice yeah, he said it was natural sugar or something. Yeah. Some it wasn't cool. Some glycol thing. I don't know. He's, I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't listening. So, so, so with that eight pounds, I came into the studio today and saw you shoving a pizza pizza into your mouth. Two. Two. Two, two pieces. So, are you trying to gain them back? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Good, because yeah. that's yeah. healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, trying to... Well, I mean, the thing is, Claire said she wanted to date a blonde. So, you know... She, well, she just wanted to try for a short time. Yeah. So she she wanted to see you get your hair bleached. The thing is that it's gonna go. It, there's gonna be two looks, right? There's gonna be the bleach blonde, and then there's gonna be the absolute gonna be, razor ball. Yeah, the, the razor <laughs> ball the next yeah. day. Yeah. So, <laughs> are we already saying you're losing? No, no, I'm gonna win this. Oh, we never talk you know, about him. Because we came in and I saw this guy just shoveling a salad. Are you, I wonder if Sean only eats salad on Tuesdays. He no, does. That's his salad. Because no, for no, it's he's a kid, he's no, doing it every day. No, he's allowed to. He's allowed to 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 to, to deviate from the salad here and there. But yeah, so I'm don't, just saying, don't worry about what he's got going on. He's winning. 
I'm just saying this year I've taken I've taken a lot for the team. I mean, Sean broke my ankle, and now are we going by total pounds lost or by the most uh, the percentage lost? We're going by percentage. Okay. Either way, you're going bald. <laughs> we can add them together. You're still going bald. I mean, if that's if we tallied it today. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll shave my head. Try. I'll shave my head if Sean loses. That's all. Well, that's I you have to you jumping in. Like I appreciate you. Yeah. I'll <laughs> shave my I'll shave my face if they lose. I'll tell you what, what Elijah, because because I love you so much. I'll shave my head with you if I lose. You know what? Cool. Let's say I'll take one for the team. David, you belong. Uh, there's still some up there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the punishment. I see the me, shadow. The punishment for me is, should, is I should have grow? to grow it out. They will come in with a moon roof. I got the full on convertible one. Uh, no, I yeah, I got the I got the rear moon roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rear whole panel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, what do you guys got going on this week? Anything? Anything cool, Mom? Uh, no. Not really. Our live studio audience is my Aunt Wanda, by the way. And my Aunt Wanda's been hanging out with my mom recently, and they've been doing a lot of gardening and stuff. Yeah. So. Did a lot of planting today. My mom will not plant a fruit or vegetable. She will She will not grow things you can eat. No, I did that when I was a kid. I my, And it's because she grew up on a farm, and that's all they did was plant, harvest, Maintain and garden <laughs> was and like two, garden. like a one or two acre garden, like huge gardens, yeah. hundreds of acres of crops. So she has all these plants and all these flowers outside of her house, but not one that you can eat. <laughs> she right. like refuses <laughs> to grow not anything. Even spices, not even like a basil. You used to do tomatoes, but uh, you know, I, I buy that behind plastic. Oh, yeah. but my flowers are pretty, <laughs> nothing you can eat. Other than like deer food. So, did you go for this? Which one phase or something? Uh oh, is my wife threatening me? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, had a really bad bleach blonde late 90s, early 2000s thing. Oh, yeah? So, that lasted more than a year. Yeah, what do you think, Ben? Probably, probably, probably a year. Somewhere yeah. around there. I'm, I'm ben, you got a picture you can send? It was the late nineties. Yeah. I mean, in sync, Backstreet Boy. Everybody was bleach blonde. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I had I had bleach highlights. Of course you did. <laughs> I, I used to shave the sides in the back off, and I used to grow my top real long. Yeah, I had this him, long blonde hair. For for Tom, it wasn't Backstreet Boys. It was Vanilla Ice. 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 <laughs> yeah. So. Actually, to get my mom on the show, it took her like four days to give me a yes. I knew she'd give me a yes, though, because I knew God wanted her on here. But I tried to convince her by saying, Tom really wants you on the show, Mom. And my mom goes, Tom, I said, Tom's really excited to have you on the show. And she's like, Tom's excited about everything. <laughs> I love you, too. And, and, and I do want to do a uh, quick plug. I am finally taking the pulpit again this Sunday. I am preaching. Uh, the name of the sermon is Of Movement. Of unity through the Trinity, Guys, uh, and and the main topic of it is going to be we always work on our relationship with Jesus, but a lot of us don't even know how to work on our relationship with the Holy Spirit, and that's wow. what I'm going to be preaching. On. Wow, powerful! Hey, Dorney Park's over on Sunday. You guys want to go? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, early bird special. 
Oh, we can find something more convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll call out sick. He got me. <laughs> the cool thing is they video this now. They put it on Facebook, so we can oh, like, be on the rides. We can be on the rides watching it. Is our, I'll be preaching oh. from the ride, and they'll see me. And they'll see me in the thing. You know what? I can do that for communion. I can just pre-videotape the communion, and then we Tom can have some service. Nice. A lot of love technology. I actually don't even think Pete's gonna be there this this Sunday. Pastor Pete. Pastor Pete. So, oh, so Dave was blonde. So Dave was blonde. Ryan was bald. Now Dave is bald. Brian is in Wisconsin. Brian is in Wisconsin. I'm not sure. My brother has the has a Brian has a good head of hair. He does. And he doesn't deserve it. Why is that not? the one that's sewn? What's that? At, at your dad's? No, that's Adam. Hair? Yeah, it's Adam. No, Adam deserves his hair. Brian does not deserve his hair. Because he goes through like he'll he'll you know Razor it off and he'll throw it out weird and stuff. He doesn't deserve what he's got. He's got thick head of hair. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of hate. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of jealousy in his voice. Oh, oh, yeah. Eyes are turning green there, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you cool? What's his vein right here for? That's cool. That's Brian. He's got his own vein. He his vein, Brian. Brotherly love. Anything? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, my plug. What are you guys doing this weekend? I'm I'm actually waiting to see uh, waiting for this, this commercial to come out for the barbershop. The barbershop. Oh, we're talking yeah. about this now. Yeah. Huh? Oh, well, I didn't think we could talk it. Yeah. I'm so excited he's, about uh, this. He used one of the beats that I made for a commercial, yeah. and um, I can't wait to see what it what it's like. It's the first time ever anybody ever did anything to something that I did, and you know, um, it's honestly by the grace of God because Amen. That's awesome, a man. lot of things that, you know, that's been taking place in my life, you know, think I was like, yo, yo, here's a bone, dude. You need, you, need, you need a W right now, like, you know. That's and so it was cool, right man. on time. It's, it's right on time. So, uh, you know, once Elijah's, I, get, Elijah's getting famous. Once I, Make sure you share us on your Facebook, yeah, YouTube, Spotify, Podcast Addict when you get famous. Okay? Soon we'll have, and we have a TikTok now. Yeah, we oh, when you get famous, you need to like pull this podcast along with you, even though you won't be part of it anymore because you know you're gonna leave us. Oh, I would no, no nah, would you're never. gonna leave us. I would never. I would always make time for you guys, as long as it's you know, as long as you can afford me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, you guys, I'm saying it here, and everybody hears, and I'll always have time. Yeah, we can afford you. We're sponsored by Air these days. Yeah. Next week might Lord. be ni- next week. Next week might be nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. Carbon dioxide. No. Uh, this show of course you by photosynthesis. <laughs> it's all the things that we can't get sued by saying. I uh I have a graduation to go to this weekend. Friday night, actually. Friday night? Friday night lights. You know, it's gonna be lights. outside? It's gonna be outside on the football field under the lights gonna bring me back to my own high school days. Nice. And uh Yep. Um, Are you finally graduating high school? I am finally. Four That's two awesome. years old. I'm finally uh-huh. graduating. Man, uh, I, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> it's taken a while. I mean, I just made it. Just made it. Yeah. Um, but no, Andres. 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 Uh, graduating. On Congratulations. Yeah. If you don't believe in miracles. Yeah. It's like the 86 Olympics. Yeah. In my house this last week. Do you believe in miracles? I couldn't. 
I was uh, never prayed so hard in my life for anything, ever. Mom, do you know anything about uh, people making up their work at the last minute to try to get a passing grade? Did any of your kids ever do that? Like, wait till the last minute to tell you they had a science project? Or... Yeah, that happens. Uh -oh. Yeah, like every year. <laughs> I'm just glad that my dad doesn't watch the show because I hate to see the things that come up on that screen as we're sitting here. <laughs> Jonathan, can you specify on which TikTok video you're talking about so people can actually check that one? Because I'm curious on what you're talking about. Yeah, Jonathan, is it, not, is it my personal TikTok? Yeah, or okay. just post the link. Oh, yeah. yeah, post the link. Or just post the link. Like a, like yeah. a young person. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I post a lot of TikTok. Like, like a young person. Has to show Conroy's like quite the TikToker now. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Thanks for uh, reaching out to people. And literally, like, he's killing it on our on our uh, podcast page. That's awesome. It was his fault. I'm, I'm now addicted that's, to TikTok. That's what I'm, I'm now addicted to TikTok thanks to Little League. So thank you for that, Little League, because I needed another addiction in my life uh, now that I don't drink anymore. Anna? Cool, you ready to do a topic? Or, you know, it's about that time. Wait, I thought we were done. Oh, that's it. We were, yeah, we were done. Oh, we're done? Yeah. All right, Mike, thanks for joining right. us for another episode. We use that same joke every week. I know. Fitz, yeah, it? I have a lot of Mario Kart to get through. You guys need it's to talk to Yeah, Sarah's got <laughs> Mario Kart. All right, all right so we're, we're talking about the topic tonight is Faith Like Daniel. No, no, no. Okay. I just—I I mean, I figure since you're going to do that reading, let's just yeah. go right into it. Yeah. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading with this voice here. Um, so I actually had a great time going through the book of Daniel again this week. I haven't read it for a long time, and uh, I just forgot how powerful it was. Actually, to be honest, I don't think I ever like quite took in how powerful that book is. Um, so I had a great time reading through it this week, and I summarized it here. I'm just going to read a quick summary if you haven't read it in a while. Um, so Daniel was removed from his home, beginning of the uh, Babylonian exile, and forced to change his name, um, brought to Babylon. Uh, <laughs> Daniel and uh, his three compadres resolved not to devile themselves with the king's food and drink. They kept their names. Through, through this, though, Daniel kept favor with his captors. Through this, God built up Daniel's wisdom and gave him the ability to interpret dreams and be a better advisor than all the pagan advisors. Daniel was a young man from a noble family who was deported from Judah to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. And actually, I'm just going to call him King Chad, just to save time. It's Chad right there, ne Nebuchadnezzar. Chad yeah. So I'm, that, that's his long name, was Nebuchadnezzar. So I'm just going to call him Chad, King Chad. The Babylonians trained Daniel for three years in their language and culture. The Lord blessed Daniel with exceptional wisdom in these areas. He also gave Daniel the ability to interpret dreams. When Daniel interpreted a dream for the Nebuchadnezzar, the, or Chad, the grateful king gave him an important position in the royal court. After the fall of the Babylonian Empire, Daniel served in a similar role for the Persian Empire that succeeded him. Daniel was a faithful servant to the Lord who consistently refused to disobey God. At the same time, he remained respectful to those in authority over him. Really interesting that you could do the same thing, that you can do both of those at the same time. You consistent. Consistently refused to disobey God at the same time he re remains respectful to those in authority over him. Oh, we'll Daniel, along with his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did precisely what God had commanded the exiles to do in Jerusalem. Um, they were a blessing to their captors while at the same time remaining true to their Lord amid extraordinary pressures. In Jeremiah 29, um, the quote says, uh, but seek the welfare of the city where I sent you into exile, and 
pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in his welfare you will find your welfare. So God went before Daniel, and God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief eunuch. Elijah will explain what that means later. Who actually could have... It says that God gave Daniel and his friends wisdom to the point where the king said that none of them was found like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those are real names. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in his kingdoms. Daniel chapter 2, verse 25 uh, is when Daniel gives all the credit to God. It was dangerous, it was bold. Through the faith and loyalty, loyalty of these four, they became a beacon of light and truth for the pagans. They are elevated, uh, they're elevated depositions. I wrote this and I don't even know what it says. I think, I think I did voice, I think I did voice chat to talk and some of it didn't come out. They are elevated, uh, depositions where they can bring peace and welfare to the city. And the key points that I wrote were, one thing that keeps running through this book is that God demonstrates that he is able to humble the proud and exalt the humble. Other rulers in their jealousy try to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in trouble to get them cast into the fire. And, and those three end up more glorified than before. And they do this through humility and firm faith. Chapter 3, verse 18. There is no doubt in the three men's mind that God has the power to deliver them through the fire. But they also realize and admit that God may choose not to save them, and that would be okay. Chapter 3, verse 24. God joined them in the furnace. Chapter 3, verse 27, they were completely unharmed by the fire. They didn't even smell like the fire. Through this, even a pagan king chose to praise God in chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar went from being a persecutor of his faith to a witness of the faith. By chapter 6, Daniel was one of the rulers of the kingdom. It says that he was distinguished because of his excellent spirit within him. People could see that he was different. He was distinguished, and other leaders were jealous. Uh, so they tried, to, they tried to attack him by... Uh, getting the king to pass a law that said it was basically made illegal for him to pray, but Daniel kept praying, and in public. The king, disheartened, commanded Daniel to be cast into the den of lions, and he says, may your God and whom you serve continually deliver you. So even the king believed that there was something special going on with Daniel. Um, so even though he, I guess there could be an argument there about whether he had to cast him into the den, but he did, based on his own ruling. But he's, he says, um, he said, may your God, whom you continually serve, deliver you. Chapter 6, verse 19, I thought was really interesting because he said that King Darius, had, this is a different king, but King Darius had been unable to sleep, though he was surrounded by the peace of the palace and the luxury. But Daniel had a relaxing, comfortable night, even though he was in a den of lions. So it all depends on where you have your faith. Mm -hmm. Daniel trusted in, um, trusted in his God and was found blameless by God. And God sent his angels to protect him. Chapter 6, verse 24, um, you can see that the accusers actually get punished. God works all things uh, positive for those who love him, but, but also can turn them, even, even for the best conspirators, who were the best laid plans, and he made um, all the people to be punished who tried to attack Daniel. Uh, the summary that I put together was Daniel's life was spent in exile, yet God protected him right up to the time that King Cyrus was brought Jerusalem back to God. 
Through Daniel's faith, many, miracle, many miraculous wonders were achieved. He was bold, yet never hateful. He was firm, but never afraid. Even though most leaders in the kingdom wanted to see Daniel fall, God never failed Daniel. God not only worked all things for good for Daniel, but he punished Daniel's enemies and those who sought to destroy him without Daniel doing any of that heavy lifting. Daniel could have prayed in private and probably avoided the lions, but he didn't choose to take any honor, not even the least little bit, away from God, even if it could possibly mean his personal destruction. Daniel was tested over and over and over again. And this is like, this is kind of where I'm closing out my summary, but the one thing that I noticed this, this time, so we have Daniel going into exile, and he's told that he has to eat a certain food and change his name, but he doesn't change his name. He still is called by Daniel, um, and he chose not to eat the food, which was really dangerous just to say that, right? To say, I'm not going to eat this food that you're telling me to eat. I'm not going to dishonor my God. Tom needs a water. No, I'm good. Oh, I thought that, I thought you gave the I need a water. No, nah, I was going to see if he was around to make another delicious drink, but he's not, so yeah. it's all good. Oh, he's right You're there. You're trying to order a barista him. right now? Just door, door dash it. So I am, I did. I, I called DoorDash already. You should be here okay. soon. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so he, he, Daniel, first of all, like the first thing that it says when he went into exile is that he chose not to eat the food. So he's already like showing that he's faithful. He's already showing that he's willing to see his own personal destruction. Even with that little thing could have gotten him killed. Um, but not only, but he wasn't like angry about it. He didn't wear a hat. He didn't wave a banner. He didn't scream about it. It just says, I don't want to do this. And God like delivered it in a way that he could be faithful to his God, yet not hateful to his captors. Like he still brought peace through that situation, right? So um, God delivered him from that. And then the, the three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is weird that the Bible calls them that because that's the names that they were changed to, what they call Daniel, Daniel, anyway, I don't know these things. By the way, this is the Bible brought to you by like four idiots and a wise person. Four idiots and that's a great show name. But so those guys go into the fire and they say, they say, listen, we know that God can protect us. We're going to choose to be faithful to God. He may let us die in this fire, but we're going to go into the fire. And that's, that's how we're going to do this. And they went in totally faithful. Right? And then Daniel, when, when later on in chapter 6, he's one of the highest people in the kingdom. And they conspire against him to pass this law that says that he's not allowed to pray. And he prays with the windows open. Let's the world see that he's praying. And they, they, they put him in the den of lions. And he goes in there. So what I'm trying to get at was, ever, ever since I was a kid when I read this story, I'm thinking about this is a young guy who's probably afraid. And he's thrown into this den of lions. And he's probably terrified. I don't think he was. I think by that point in his life, this guy was like freaking Yoda. I, I think, I think he, he was strong in the force. I think they threw him into the den, and he was like, yeah, I'm good with this. I think there were, it just seems to me emanating out of my study this week is that there was a piece about his faith that was just tried, tempered, tested, just like, like, like a samurai sword, heated over and over and over again and tested to be true. And, man, you know what? I, I just I, I really like Daniel. I'm done talking. You're done talking. You sure? I think I think that's all I got. For for me, for me, you know, you, you ended that with with the faith that he had, right? That you thought that possibly he was scared, but he wasn't. He went to that lion's den with that faith, right? For me, I'm just gonna go right to it, Lois, right? I remember the one time in church, uh, she was in the back, and this was when we started finding out about some of the health issues that that are going on. And, and 
I remember looking at her in the back, and all she was doing was praising her God. Praising her God. I'm like, man, there was just no fear in that woman back there. She knows the game plan. She knows why she's here. And, and there's just no fear. And, and from that moment on, I just started looking at her in such a different way because you don't get that kind of faith from people. you know. And, and not only does she have that kind of faith, but she displays it as well for others to see. So I, I was going to get into this later, but actually it's really good timing you did this. My, my mom, um, when you were, what, 59? Uh, um, when did you? You were in your late, late 50s. You went in for what they call a routine heart surgery. Yeah. And you had a massive stroke on the table. You were planning to be out of work for five or six weeks. Five. <laughs> and you ended up never going back to work. I did not. You changed where you lived. You were in exile <laughs> from New York, and you came to Pennsylvania, hung out with us for a while. God brought you back to the place where you were able to live on your own again and basically be completely independent. Um, and now, you know, we're 10 years later, and... Uh, you've just been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and we're fighting through that right now. You got this beautiful hat on, <laughs> but when we see people, when we talk about faith in God, uh, I'm biased because you're my mom, but you are the most faithful person I've ever met. You, I've seen you. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a room and you're down on your knees in prayer, crying out to God. Yeah, I think all four of us have, uh, all of us in this room have this vision of you in the worship service. And guys, you may not know this. My mom lost her ability to sing when she had her stroke. It doesn't stop her. She stands in she stands in the pew, arms as high as they can go, mm -hmm. praising God. And it's it's honest. It's true. And all of us know that about you. That your faith just supersedes everything in your life. Um, how did you get to that point? Uh, trouble. 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 <laughs> Because God teaches you things when you have challenges. And, but I will say that he also gave me the ability to reach out to him. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, if you look for God, you're going to find him. And so when the trouble came and I just was lost, I was not lost, but I was discouraged. I was um, depressed, really. There was a time after the heart surgery that I had tried to move back to New York, and it just wasn't working. And I really went into a funk. Nobody else knows that, but I got so depressed, just felt like life wasn't worth living anymore. I remember one time you made a comment after that that you just wished that you died during the surgery. Well, I just I just wasn't interested in living. And the funny thing is how God works is I wasn't suicidal suicidal. I just I think it came more from a place of you didn't you didn't want to be a burden and you did you wanted to make sure you could contribute and not be be needy. Be needing of other people. You wanted to be the, the helper. Yeah, and it. it You've just, always been the giver, not the receiver. <laughs> right, and there were things with the stroke that came that were hard for me to accept that I couldn't do anymore. So, you know, all of those things put together, and then experiencing the fact that I was having trouble being on my own again and dealing with all the things. 
But, you know, God brought me through that. And the thing about it, I would listen to preaching and different things. And I remember the day when I realized I was so discouraged and just thinking life wasn't worth living. And one of the sermons that came on right at that time that I was listening to was a sermon about not not giving up on life, but God and all the um, negative things about people who would think about suicide. And I thought, man, God is really being uh, proactive here, you know, really teaching me just to depend on Him. No, it's just it's just beautiful. It's beautiful because, like he said, it's not just that you're his mom, but, but we all see it. We all see it. And and, and honestly, um, for me, it's more of, I see the relationship that you have with, with the maker of the world. He, I, he is awesome. Yeah, and, and I could see that through you. And I could see the love that you have for him. And, and when we talk about, I mean, you're, you're about to go into surgery. Yeah. And, 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 most people would just be at home and, 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 and just like, you know. But here you are. Here you are, looking beautiful as ever, and you came out because you know that you woke up this morning. You know that God's not done with you yet. And, and, but you know that. And, and it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, I can sit here and just compliment you for the next three hours, but, but, but to me, watching you... <coughs> Has shown me and a lot of, of of the way that 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 faith should be. And as far as worshiping, because it's something that you know, I, when I sing, I'm not there for the church. When I come here on Sunday, I'm here to worship my God. You know, and I don't care who's watching me. If the Holy Spirit's going to move me, I'm going to worship my God. And I see that in you, and it's so beautiful, and I just love it. You know, it's just that God is so beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Psalm 23, 1, I mentioned that I've been in the Psalms and I've just, I've memorized it in another translation or another uh, version that is more up-to-date language. And just going through that process, unlearning the King James, it's just made it so meaningful to me again. And what's the first First verse, Tom. Do you know what the first verse of Psalm twenty-three is? The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall, I shall not want. want. I shall not want. In the New Living Translation, it says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I have all that mm. I need. Amen. <laughs> all that I need." And so, when these things come up, I just say that verse, and I believe God promised that to us. You know, I have everything I need to go through anything. The circumstances doesn't matter. It's what God has promised. He'll give us what we need when we need it. One of the quotes for tonight was, if you believe in a God who controls the big things, you have to believe in a God who controls the little things. It is we, of course, to whom things look little, little or big. God doesn't see little problems or big problems. He doesn't see problems. And that's that's one of the things that you've taught me over over the years is I think I don't I don't think um, I know that God will not leave us where He found us. 
I think this whole relationship thing with God is growth. That you start with one small step and you go to another step and another step and another step and another step. Um, But I think what that means is that our faith gets proven and tested over and over and over again in this God. And once we realize, and I've come to a point where, you know, problems don't seem big anymore. And I really hate it when a Christian says something like, I don't believe that's possible, or that'll never happen to me, or God won't, you know, this, I'm going to live with this problem forever because that's limiting your God and his power because what, what our faith, when it gets tested over and over again and God comes through, we have to come to a point where we say there is no such thing as a big problem. Amen. Even if, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, even if this costs me my life, I have the faith to believe that my God can do it. And even if it costs me this life, that's only temporary. <laughs> but part of that is, but what did they say? But if he doesn't, but if he doesn't they're still okay with Right, that. that's what I'm saying. Even if it costs me this life, that's only temporary. Yeah. So, the one, the one thing I want to say real quick, and then I'll, <clears throat> I'll let you guys talk. <clears throat> you know, uh, we read about all these great people in the Bible, right? We're, we're talking about Daniel now, Job, and all these people with just great faith through adversity and the way, and the way they are. And we look at these biblical figures and we're like, wow, that's amazing how those biblical figures that we speak of are in our churches right now. And that's how I look at you because there you have the look of God. I can just see Jesus living in you. He's illuminating through you. And that just, it's, it's, you can tell the fruits coming right through you. And it's addictive when you're around somebody like this, that, that it just, it just, God works and it's beautiful. And I just, and, 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 and for the people that are watching, these people like her are in your church. You just got to find them. They're special, and you'll know who they are. There's a couple of you in our church that are phenomenal, but you are just a beautiful specimen of what God calls us to be on earth. Faith. Um, it's been a reason why this whole show I really got on the edge. I see you. I see my mom. Strong in faith. Not afraid to show it. Not afraid to scream it. When you look at sports figures, then you go to the NBA. Everybody knows what that Michael Jordan syndrome is. If I don't see you in church and I close my eyes, the mm-hmm. Michael Jordan symbol Amen. Amen. Is yeah. your arms up. Amen. We all knew. I, yep. That's what knew. I think of when it's I your, think of her. It's your arms up. Yep. That just means that you, to me, you're to me, you're on a, a plane all of your own. Mm-hmm. You shine like like no other. And um, everything about you speaks mine. I'm, I get a little, I was getting a little jealous of watching you and Dave talk, having an interaction because it's what I miss. I love to see it. I love the strength. I love your faith. And I love you. And thank you for being a part of this journey. Amen, man. Thank you for sharing that with us, Elijah. Couldn't. I know. And we spoke before the show, but just thank you for sharing that with us. Because 
it's important. You know, the funny thing is, like, Elijah, as part of our church, and, and honestly, you're part of our family, you're in our house and stuff all the time, but um, it's funny that you say that, because even my mom, who I've known for 35-ish years, um, that's the same symbol I have, too. Like, even being in her family, yeah. being her child, that's, beautiful. that's still the symbol I have of my mom, is standing in the church, you know, both hands raised during worship. Amen. You know, and by the way, it doesn't matter if it's a hymn or a contemporary song or anything, <laughs> you know, if it's about her God, she's in love with it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm done, go. <laughs> um, uh, for me, seeing you enter in the lion's den right now, after being in the fire with, with the stroke, because I had a TIA in 2008, a mini stroke, I can't even imagine a full stroke, that's that's terrible enough to have a small, so we've already been through the fire, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abed, uh, Winnebago, and uh, <laughs> somebody's got to make jokes, we're all going with it. <laughs> um, so you've already been through the fire, Jesus was standing with you in the fire and brought you on the right. And now you're entering the lion's den. Or you're in the lion's den now. I mean, let's, we've been you know, for a little while. Um, but for me, even before I started attending this church, I came here to do my first sermon in this church. And um, I felt it went terrible. <laughs> like, it was just so bad. I did. I was not happy at all with myself. I, was, I, I felt like I had just done a terrible job. And um, between you and uh, Eloise, um, you both had just the right words to say in that moment. And uh, it changed my whole, where I needed to be with my life that day. Because I thought I was answering a call, but I thought I was answering it for me. And you guys just had the words to let me know that I wasn't doing it for me. Even though I felt like I had done a terrible job. There was just something about the way you guys approached me that day, and what you had to say about what you took out of what I had to say that morning. That just made help affirm for me that this is where I need to be. And I just love to see you every week. I love seeing you here. Uh, hate having you watch every week. Um, but even at the front, you know, up front, I know when you're in the back, there's no hands higher raised in this building. Amen. Uh, trying to reach out to the Lord. And uh, that's just huge for me because Amen. Uh, I just hope that someday I can have half the faith that you show. Yeah, <laughs> came a little heavier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's, uh, you definitely, as you go through a Christian walk, when you walk with the living God, because that's who we, the God of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the same God that we have today. That's right. That's what has, in the Bible recently, that's what's been kind of taking my breath away, is that the things that you always, that I always glossed over before, when they said, the God of Isaac and Abraham and Jacob. You know, I just think that's like, I used to think that's just, oh, that's just how they started that verse. The God, the God of Moses. Same God. It's the same God that you're holding your hands up to Amen. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And when you go through a journey with that God, he will not allow it to be a small journey. No matter what you think your personal significance is, it's not a small journey. It's God's going to give you big tests of your faith. And he's going to give you, and the, the bigger the faith, the bigger the test. I really think it's, it can't be a, can't be big faith and small tests. That doesn't work. You know, so I see what you're going through and how you handle it. And I got to tell you, I mean, 
it is an inspiration to me, your son. Um, and you may not think it, but I see it. And it means a lot to me just the way you handle these things and your grandchildren and, you know, all your other kids, even though you don't love them as much as me, um, that that they see it too. <laughs> and everybody in the church, I mean, I just want you to know that we're all praying for you. We all love you. And we, we know that you don't like being on camera and you don't like having these lights in your face. But I can tell that you stopped caring about that about 25 minutes into the show when we started talking about God. Yeah. So. Is there anything else anybody wants to add before we go to prayer tonight? I mean, I, I, I just I just want to add, um, since I, you know, since you asked, uh, <laughs> the faith, the faith. We talked to Lois, and, 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 and we asked her questions, and a lot of her answers were answered, Jesus is awesome. I love my God. I That's her words, by the way, awesome. He's, he's been, he's, you know, and, and, and she says this, because of all the amazing things that he has done in her life, even though she's human, even though she's got things going on, even though that she's sinned in the past, God has still seen her through everything. He's always been right next to her, holding her hand, right? And now, as she gets a little bit older, and she's had that amazing relationship with Christ, it's just pouring out of her, okay? Uh, uh, right now in school, I'm learning that this process that she's at, it's an everlasting process. It's something you work on every single day. You never master it. It's an ongoing process to the day you go in front of your Savior. But he does promise that he's going to be there with you. He's going to guide you through Amen. it. He's going to, you know, even, even if there's bad things going on, God is working in the background for something good. And she knows that. And that's where that faith comes from. And, 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 and Lois, I was so excited that you came on. And, and you know my feelings <laughs> for you. And, and it's because of that fragrant worship that you bring every single second of every single day. Whether you're in church, giant, or anywhere else, you're constantly worshiping your Lord. I could, I could, I've never seen her grocery shopping, but I can imagine if I was peeking on her, she'd be walking with her cart like this. <laughs> no, actually, she, what she it. does is she walks in and she, she, she steals stuff out of other people's cars. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that looks good. <laughs> when they're not like that. Yeah. Just you know, Tom, I have this little saying that I've got stuck to the wall in front of my little desk at home, and it says, a season of suffering or you can fill in the blank, a season of whatever that you go through is a small price to pay for a clear view of God. Mm. And through the hard times, I've gotten a clear view of God, and that is something worth being excited Look about. that way, look that way. You see that <laughs> smile? That's the smile because she knows. Ah, oh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Another quote I had for today was, as long as the eyes of our faith are fixed upon our troubles, we will not find joy until our minds consciously move the Lord from our peripheral vision into the narrow corridor of our focus. Joy will elude us. Get your mind off your trouble and just right on to God. Um, I have a million and fifty questions for you, but apparently we're not going to have time for that. But yeah, just thank you again. 
Those have to do a part two. Yeah. What do you think our topic should be next week, Mo? Uh, Something about God. No, what? Because you're joining us again next week. Oh, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think so. Next week will be here in London. Oh, that's a fun. <laughs> She's just as camera ready as mom. Uh-uh. I don't want it. <laughs> Alright. Take it away, Sean. Yeah, easier said than done. Thanks, guys. After all that. Oh. What's the over and under that Sean cries during praying tonight? I cry every week, so that's pretty good odds. But do I want to thank George for the long Yeah. Just being a part of our lives. Um, you're just an inspiration. And I know we're going to, I can't cuss, uh, so I'll say what I want to say to you. Yes, you can. We've all heard. I'm trying to be. Oh, not right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Once we're off, I'll say exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. Um, Once we're off, once we're off a lot. But uh, I'm sorry, Lois. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a cusser. That's how I do things. Um, But anyway, guys, uh, if you have any prayer requests, please feel free to post them at this time. I will keep an eye out. If I catch them, I will catch them. If not, I guarantee we'll get paid for throughout throughout the week. Sarah's awesome at making sure I have a whole list at all times. So, this week, Dave, what do you got? Well, I'd like to keep praying for this lady on my left. Um, that's the that's my big prayer. My mom's got surgery coming up next week. Um, where, like Sean said, there, uh, you're going to be, you're getting down in the lines then. Yeah. And we're not sure what that's going to bring us to, or uh, but we know who's going to bring us there. Amen. Who's gonna get Amen. Us Amen. Amen. And so. then, uh, my part two to the prayer is uh, what I've been thinking about all week is that just with this faith thing, um, and I'm not excluded from this list, but I just, I think we could all, as Christ followers, ask for opportunities to test our faith. And that's not an easy prayer because it's basically asking for God to bring us through troubles and bring us troubles and, you know, work through them, but work for opportunities to test our metal and make sure we're not walking around with tinfoil, but we have the uh, samurai sword. I asked her to bring us the weird moments last week, so if you're going to have to test the faith, <laughs> I'd say that we're in a pretty good boat. Lois. Prayer request. Uh, I just, through, through everything, I just want God to use me. So however he can do that, I'm happy to be right there, and I just want God to use me and to be bold for him. Amen. Sorry, it's good to see how this works firsthand. I'm trying to take yours and Pete's down at the same time. Oh, we got. Um, I want to pray for the future of our church. Uh, there's there's a lot of really really cool things going on right now. Um, a lot of leaders that are evolving from our church, and that in itself can become a challenge. And I just want to pray that we're all united in the same goal of glorifying God through the whole thing, regardless of what happens. Conversation this weekend. I'm praying for you, my friend. Uh, I have been since then, but we will continue to pray for you. Um, 
but I don't even speak it out loud, but there's no praying for you. I want to go through this. Sarah. Um, I want to thank God for, I have two praises. Um, one was for, I didn't have to do anything this week. And it was so nice uh, just to to give the notes to Dave and say, good luck. <laughs> so you got some rest see, this week. And to see the wonderful things that come out of that. Um, you know, and it's it's teaching me a lot about um, releasing control of my own life to God. Amen. Um, which is a, a horrible metaphor of releasing control of, of this to these monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about faith. <laughs> Talk about faith. Um, uh, and then I wanted to thank God for Saturday night. While those guys were talking, mm-hmm. I had six kids God at my apartment. Um, <laughs> and I was able to hang out with them and form bonds with them and be friends. And I actually got the five-year-old to bed on time. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up? How did Andres do the whole time you were there? Uh, he was fine. Yeah, fine. He didn't eat nearly as much as I expected. I ordered a whole pizza for him, and he's like, this is impolite to eat so much. And I'm like, you're 18. You being polite? We kept telling him he was going to help you babysit. Yeah, he did not help you babysit. He didn't help you babysit. No, I'm all. sure he was on that phone the whole time. <laughs> no, he played video games with him. We talked about the future. That's cool. I think when it comes to watching that many kids, I think the, the thing is you, you, you lay the food on the counter yeah. and you lock the doors. Yeah. That's that's really all. I mean, it's just about it's just about triage and containment. Yeah, <laughs> only two kids fell off the balcony. It was fine. Yeah, that's good. It's fine. You put a net at the bottom? No. Oh, they okay. bounced. <laughs> Yeah, I fed them enough. <laughs> Lily. Um, Friday, I have um, a meeting with one of the people that are helping my dad with his commercial to run a TikTok page for the barbershop that the commercial is for. Why aren't you mic'd? Cool. Oh, yeah, sorry. nobody heard any of that except us. Yeah. Sorry. You, you come back here and you, you put that your, in a mic. What literally said was that was that his dad's giving him a hard time and he wants us to pray for his dad. But I'm so excited. Do you guys go this week? No, he says no. He has a praise. He's graduating. Praise God. And it teaches their life. I, I got a I got a I got a I got a prayer request for Andres. Um I wanna pray for his future. Um I, I, I me and Sean have been talking a lot and we I don't know. It, it's in both our hearts that he's that Andres is called the missions and uh, it's something that, that we're working with him. So I just I just I don't know if that's what he's gonna do, but I just wanna pray for uh for guidance for Andres right now. Matt and Tammy are going back to Papua New Guinea. Maybe they could. They got, they got a lot of luggage. Just sneak in one of their bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might, yeah. Get like a big one of those, like, like hockey bag. Yeah, like a hockey bag or like a <laughs> base, like a base, like a like a you know like, like a stand up base container. Cello, but a cello. Well, not a cello. cello, cello is small. No. Base is the big one. Is it? Yeah. 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 A heart. Yeah. Heart. I want to just do the heart. Throw the pizza in there. Lock them in. Throw them under the plane. Papua New Guinea, here you go. They keep them all back in that bed. 
caged in there from Cuscus. Well, don't they have to take a smaller Don't they have to take a smaller plane? He might not even fit in the smaller plane that they have to take over. Right? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. You could, you could strap him under on top. Just hang on to the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's where you need to go. Alright, let's do this. Father God, as always, we just are thankful that you've given us another day, another breath. More moments and memories. This is what it's all about. Being one with you. So we thank you for every opportunity you give for us to be with you, Lord. So this week, we were praying for Lois. She's in the midst of the lion's den. Asking to keep the mouths of the lions at bay, and that the door to the den will be open in the morning. Amen. Because Lord, you said that your followers had seen the things that you would do, but we will do greater things. So in this moment, we are claiming that Lois. When the, when the stone is rolled away, she will exit the den, unharmed and unscathed. Because we know that you can do that, Lord. Because it's always your will, not our will to be done, Lord. service, for boldness, for strength. Lord, you supply not always what we want, but exactly what we need. And this is the need of the moment. So supply. We ask in your name. We know that you will answer because you've given that promise to us, Lord. Lord, for the future of your church here in Glorious Rivers, your home, your dwelling place. It doesn't matter that we're here. What matters is that you're here. And you have a plan. And we get to see small glimpses of that plan. And it's so amazing, Lord. And we can't wait to see where you're going to continue on in that plan. We will continue to plant seeds of faith. And we know that you will provide abundantly more than we can ever imagine. Because you've proven time and time again. And if we are faithful to you, you will be so much more faithful with us. Lord, my brother Elijah, you know where he's at, Lord. You know his heart and his mind. Give him the strength and the wisdom to crush the snake before him, to put it behind him and set his sights on you. To keep moving forward and striving to you, Lord. 
Because that's his heart. That's his desire. Continue to give him strength and wisdom and bring him a sense of peace so that he can experience joy at the end of the storm. Lord, we thank you for not overstressing Sarah this week, for giving us the ability not to do that on our own, because we're good for that. And for giving Sarah the ability and giving us an opportunity to step out for a moment, and for allowing her to become more immersed in our personal lives and our personal families, Lord. Because again, that's why we're here. To do these things together. Thank you for giving her the strength and the patience to deal with that many kids at one time, Lord, of varying ages. I don't know that I'd want six kids varying ages of five to eighteen in my home at one time. But you brought her to it and you saw her through it, Lord. So we thank you for that. Lord, for Louie's meeting this week, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for him to be willing to try, step out and try new things. Continue things that he's already learned and get better at. These are skills that he'll need later in life, Lord. So I'm glad that you're giving him the opportunity to learn this now. And move forward in his life and however you see fit. Lord, again, we thank you for the opportunity for all children graduating this week, but I'm especially thankful that you've given my child the ability to get through graduation this year, Lord. I always had faith, but I may have had a little bit of doubt in Thomas there at the end. But I thank you for bringing him through it so that he can move on to the next part of his life, Lord. Whatever that future may look like, Lord, what we believe to see in somebody isn't always what you know to be true. So I'm praying that whatever it is you have next for him, you make that path clear. Amen. Allow the Spirit to descend upon him and guide his thoughts and his hearts to you, and no matter what he does. Because that's where we need to be. That's where he needs to be. Whether it's in ministry or wherever he goes on from here, Lord, just guide those steps. Amen. <clears throat> uh, for Pete's friend in the hospital, it's uh, going through it right now. Lord, you know the situation. You are the great healer, the great physician. Provide healing, provide strength, provide wisdom, peace. He wants to be in the hospital, especially right now. So we bring that situation to a speedy close. Lord, this week, studying Daniel, I saw faith in my study. But in my life and the things around me and the things I was seeing, there was a lot of brokenness. A lot of lost sheep. Let us be the voice 
Let us be the voice of Christ calling out to the lost. Because they're scared. They don't know which way to turn. Each day, we see more and more chaos and dissension in wedges driven to drive people apart. But we know, we know and we've seen it and we've felt it and we've all experienced it. That when we course correct, and we start to fix the relationship with you, those things don't matter anymore. You don't just take away our brokenness. You don't just put the little tiny pieces back together. You move it all off the table and you give us something brand new. We can't go back to what we used to be. I want that for everybody that I saw hurting this week. I don't know that I can touch all those lives, but I know you can. So I'm asking, we're asking, when you said two or more are gathered, we ask, you will deliver if we ask in your name. So we are asking, Lord, that you would reach out and touch those hearts. Because there is too much pain and too much brokenness in this world. And as much as I want to come to heaven to be with you, I want to know that those folks are coming with me. Amen. I don't want to see anybody left behind. And I know what pricks my heart breaks yours, Lord. So guide us. Guide me in how we can fix those broken voices, how we can call them back to you. Show us the way. I'm with you. We're with you. Teach us how to be you to those that are lost and broken. That's what I need the most right now, Lord. Teach us to be more like you and less like us. I ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Doubting Thomas, really? <laughs> I need to see the grades with my own eyes. <laughs> I need to feel the report card. <laughs> I came down on a phone call from the guidance counselor, which was the night before. <clears throat> so... Are we doing that final thought? It's all you. No, you're... No, it's all me. You're landing the plane. All right. So I'm going to keep it simple. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go on this page, and I'm going to say, if you felt any type of emotion... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be yeah. positive or anything. Right. Any type of emotion, click the live... Click the like button on this live Facebook feed. Or if you slept through the whole thing and you just woke up. And you just woke up. Right. Like when you're watching a boring game. Mm -hmm. Click like on the live feed. You can also find us on Spotify, YouTube, Podcast Addict. Yes, sir. Right? Yep. Or um, any of your favorite it, no, podcast no, platforms. No, no, The ones we say are the ones they have to go to. Oh, okay. Is that, all right. 
that's the rule. Or you can go, I have five people any, on Apple Podcasts. Or you can go to any any place you like for your um, listen to your podcast. Cool. Um, in this episode, a lot of words were used: um, strength, belief, faith. I think I've heard perfection. We've heard we've heard a lot. Um, although all of us aren't perfect, you know, all of us aren't perfect. We do have sometimes those perfect moments, and um, and having you on, Lois, was one of those perfect moments, which a phrase that I would always hear always had a different meaning, but with you being here, it makes perfect sense, and you being here is a season of faith's perfection, because you pray that God continues to use you when you wake up in the morning and you open your mouth. That's what's being done. And the time drools all over you. So maybe I can get a hug before you leave because <laughs> time might not allow you allow me to get anywhere near you. But we thank you for coming. Um, you guys gave me a lot to think about. I've learned a lot. And Thank you all for watching or listening to episode 63, episode 63 of the Prodigal Sons. And uh, we hope to see you back next week for episode 64, where we will be sponsored by Light. Oh, that's a good one. From the sun. <laughs> yeah. Something. <laughs> just light. Just, just light. Just light. Just oh, light. amen. Any kind of light. Any kind of light. All right. See you guys next week. But thanks for watching. Love you. Love you all. Yeah, love you too. Yeah. yeah.